What is up, family? We had an incredible discussion before the show. I'll let y'all in on it at the end of the show. This is Speak. If it's your first time, thanks for hanging with us. Volume's up, remote's down, and stay for a while. I'm Emmanuel on the far end. That is Dave Hellman. Next to him, the brilliant Joy Taylor. You got NBA insider Slick, Rick, the Buker, and Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn, Shady, McCoy. Slick, what song you say you're going to walk out Nothing. to if you got to fight? Nothing. No, here's yourself. Oh, there oh, it is. There it is. is. See, if, Slick to, sometimes. if Slick had to fight somebody, he coming out to lose yourself. Well, the Ravens, they might not lose themselves, but they might lose Lamar Jackson because we're in the midst of free agency in just a few weeks. But you got to hear what Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta said. He said recently, today, recently, that both franchise tags are on the table for Lamar Jackson. Now, if you've been paying attention, Lamar Jackson, he has been putting out some subtle cues himself. He said on Twitter, quote, no matter the circumstances, never crack, just relax, close quote. This has been such a fascinating storyline in the NFL. I'm, I'm loving watching it. I'm loving watching how this is being played. But what I am hating is that Lamar Jackson does not have a uh, a, a board-certified, if you will, agent representing him. Now, what Lamar Jackson is doing, it is very interesting. And it is very admirable, commendable, if you will, having his mo mother act as his representation. Clearly, that family is brilliant because Lamar Jackson would not be here without the brilliance of his intellectual ability and his physical ability. So nobody is questioning that. But what I want for Lamar Jackson is for him to get the greatest payday that he could possibly get. That's the advice that I'm about to lend right now. I'm not going to lend advice that might make him the most likable. I'm not going to lend advice that might make him most in with the culture. I'm going to lend the advice that will make him the wealthiest as it pertains to what I have studied from others that are incredibly wealthy, far more wealthy than I. See, when you have an agent, they act as a bad guy. Shady, I would call an agent a necessary evil. I never liked having agents because they've taken your money. Yeah. But they're a necessary evil, meaning your agent will tell you and teams what you won't necessarily tell yourself or tell other teams. Right. Let's remember when Kyler Murray was trying to get paid, it was his agent that stepped up and said, Kyler Murray wants to be an Arizona Cardinal. Kyler Murray wants to be X, Y, and Z. Kyler Murray, I'm sure, was advised to remove uh, all of the association with the Arizona Cardinals from his social media pages, and he got paid. It was the agent of Deshaun Watson that advised Deshaun Watson how to conduct himself on the football field. It was the agent of Jalen Ramsey or Earl Thomas that helped them become the highest paid players in the sport at their position. Furthermore, agents have connections. Y'all remember Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury have the same agent. So I want somebody as my representative who not only has a team's uh, leverage because they represent me, but I want them to represent some other people, too. Right. Oh, you got to pick up my call because not only do you need this client, oh, you might need that client as well. I've seen that time and time again. I do think that while commendable and while admirable, Lamar Jackson is hurting himself without having an agent because Lamar is one of the greatest players that we have seen, the greatest talents we've seen at that position. So why in the world is he still asking for money instead of demanding it. 2-5, you got paid a lot of money in your career. Is Lamar Jackson hurting himself without an agent? No, man. It's Lamar Jackson. He's a product that a lot of teams would love to have. Before I get into my whole take yes, about sir? this, I want to ask you, because you said something interesting <clears throat> about agents. Yep. So my thing with agents is, if let's say Lamar had a top agent. You pick one. Who's the top agent of you? We'll get him. He's very good. Ooh, he's very hot. So if Lamar Jackson had him, what would be the difference? He wouldn't be in this position in the first place. Okay, but no, right now, right now, if he, if he, to, he, hired, he fired his mom and he got with him. Yep. So first thing I'm going to say is this. He's going to ask for more money than Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No doubt for sure. There's no difference. No doubt for sure. The Ravens are going to push back on it. So everybody keeps creating this narrative, oh, he needs another agent or a real agent. I'm thinking like, why? Mm -hmm. Why does he? Every agent he has is going to ask for more, more money than Deshaun Watson. The Ravens' response is going to be the same thing. I feel like a guy like Lamar Jackson, he's different than any other quarterback out here. He has a different skill set even than any quarterback. Patrick true. Mahomes, Josh Allen, whoever, you, whoever you want to name. Very true. He's a franchise quarterback. If the Ravens don't want to pay him, that's fine. There's a lot of other teams that would love to have Lamar Jackson. I think about the Baltimore Ravens. You know, I'm from Harrisburg, so I spent some time in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Go out there and get some, some crab legs, hang, watch the baseball games, even the football games when I was younger. 
And I'm thinking about all the great players they had. It was always that defense, mm -hmm. right? We couldn't wait to look at Ray Lewis. There's none of that. There's no more of that. When you go down there to a Ravens game, it's going to be tons of Ray Lewis jerseys. Now it's Lamar Jackson. Yep. Think about that. You can't wait to save your money to go to a Ravens game, and now who's the quarterback? Who would it be? Come on. This, the team, when Lamar doesn't play, they lose. When he plays, they win. Sign this quarterback and stop playing these games, Ravens, please. He, he did ask nicely, Ravens. He did <laughs> Come ask on, man. nicely. What are we talking about? He did say please. Joy, break this down. Is Lamar hurting himself without an agent? I don't think so because I think this is – this should be the easiest deal of his career. It's his turn to get paid. That's right. The market is what the market is. We know what the, the high end is between Deshaun Watson and the next highest paid with guaranteed money. It is Russell Wilson, $165 million guaranteed. Deshaun Watson has $230 million guaranteed. Of course, if it's your turn to get paid, you're going to come in higher than Deshaun Watson. Right. Now, maybe he'll get it, maybe he won't. But you don't negotiate against yourself. You're going to ask for a lot. The organization or the company's going to ask for a little, you meet in the right, middle. You or go. you meet a little closer to your ends or a little closer to their ends, depending on the leverage that you have at, the, at that time. But he's, he should be asking for the most money, and that's what his agent, his mother, is doing. Now, the only thing that's going to change is if somebody else gets paid. If a Joe Burrow comes in and doesn't ask for that and, or doesn't get that. If a Jalen Hurts doesn't get that. Then you're going to start to get into the, really, the real negotiating part of this. But Lamar Jackson knows what he's doing. He's trying to make a ton of money. He's not going to trick that off <laughs> by not having somebody who's competent in what they're doing. And he doesn't really need the connections right now. He's Lamar Jackson. He's the commodity. Right. There are lots of teams around the league right now who need franchise quarterbacks, and that's what Lamar Jackson is. Kyler Murray missed nine games due to injury. Lamar's missed 11. I could be switching those around, but it's, it's, it's somewhere within it's there. They, yeah. They've yeah. missed this, essentially the same amount of, of games due to injury. And Lamar Jackson's way better than Kyler Murray. So it, this really isn't, this isn't a point in his career where he's searching out other teams for a job because he needs one. He's going to have one. It's just a matter of what is the final number going to end up being. Here's my thing, Dave, as we come to you, is this. Russell Wilson, you said 166? 165. 165. Deshaun Watson, to my knowledge, I believe it's 236. 230 even? Yep. 230. Uh, 165 to 230. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm Tyler's wrong. But I think, so I think there's $65 million there. Oof. It's a big discrepancy. Mm. Like, like, this is no small feat. That's why I think it's so easy for me on television to say, well, Lamar, just do your thing without an agent, right? It's some, you got to be somewhere between Kyler or Deshaun or maybe greater than Deshaun, between Russ and Deshaun and greater than Deshaun. But we are talking about a $65 million gap, Dave Hellman, that I think an agent could help ease. What do you think? An agent can do a lot of things to help you, but I, I'll go as far as to say I commend Lamar Jackson in a way, and not because not I'm positive that this is going to work out for the best for him, but at the very least, this is interesting. It's interesting and unprecedented. Here, here's the thing. and Finish, because I'm upset. No, I know I'm you upset. know this. Actually, all y'all know this. Agents, for all the good they do, and all the ways they help you make the most money possible, they're, also, they're part of this machine. It's mm -hmm. all part of the, the mechanisms of the NFL or any other sports league for that matter. And I think that's why this has a lot of people in a tizzy because we know next to nothing about what's going on with this negotiation. True. Because there's not an agent or an agency putting out Lamar Jackson's side of this. You know, like whether it's David Mulligetta, Drew Rosenhaus, any number of agents, like the, the longer you do this as somebody that's covered the league for 10 years, you can look at an outlet or a reporter reporting information and say, oh, they're cool with that agent. That's mm -hmm. where that came from. Yep. That's why. And we're not getting that. And I think, it, I think it's very interesting. And on top of that, I agree with what Joy and Shady said. I hear you. There's, there's levels to this. But at the end of the day, all Lamar Jackson has to do is sign a piece of paper and he's going to be guaranteed 30 or $40 million. That is a jumping off point. He's 26 years old with an NFL MVP. The earning potential is there. And I say this all the time. My opinion about this is colored by my experience covering Dak Prescott's contract because he had everything go wrong for him and still cashed out in an extraordinary way. I don't know if he will get paid by the Baltimore Ravens, but Lamar Jackson's going to make his money. Something catastrophic would have to happen for him to not sign a contract worth 
close to $200 million, if not more than that. Like, that's coming. It's just a matter of when and who. And so, yeah, he could probably make life easier for himself with an agent. But to Joy's point, I don't think he really needs it because he's got the ultimate leverage in the fact that he's a franchise quarterback. Here's my thing. If he had the ultimate leverage, he would be paid by now. That's my that's, that's my not issue. always true. Here's why I think that's it's true. not always okay. true. Here's why I think okay. it is true. Because if Deshaun Watson had all this power, all this leverage, okay. all 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 of if he was in the power position, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Not in my mind, based upon what we've seen. Shady, he's already gone through a year without being paid. Hold on. So tell me some players that got easy deals. Only, at, at that numbers. Only two in my mind would be Mahomes and Josh in recent history. Those are the only two. Okay, so like that's, it easy. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do that. And I feel like we don't know how hard it was with, with Josh Allen because it was under wraps. So I was, about to, I was about to push back what you said. There's some contracts that don't even have them issues mm-hmm. where you don't know what's being said from this side and that side. They keep it quiet, you know, and they keep it private, and, and they get done. a deal done. I just feel like Lamar Jackson is so good. You brought up Dak Prescott. He's so much – he's so good that I don't have to really I – don't, I, don't, I have so much leverage. I don't even have to negotiate too much. It's like you it's know true. what I want, right? You know what I deserve. The market is this. Deshaun Watts got this. I need something bigger than this. Mm-hmm. Let's make it happen. Let, let, let's figure out a, a, a way where we can meet in the middle. But, Shady, you know I, this. I don't think the agent part is that big of a but deal. But here's what you know, Shady. is like what I, what I know. Billionaires don't become billionaires by being overly generous people. It's not just going to be like, hey, Deshaun got this. I want more than this. Give me this bread. Here's what I was thinking of this morning. Okay. In response to that, though, 2-5 is the Ravens haven't historically proven to be a stingy organization. They made Joe Flacco the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League not once, twice. Twice? Joe Flacco, yeah. When he won the Super Bowl, he was the highest paid. Then when he signed his extension in 2016, he was the highest paid. They just made Roquan Smith the first $100 million inside backer. They just did that less than three months ago. He deserves it. So it's not like the Ravens are like, nah. They're not like a notoriously stingy organization. Joe Flacco was the first quarterback ever to get $120 million. That's little Joe Flacco. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. There's a fly in the ointment, and it's Deshaun Watson getting a deal that just completely blew the rest. I mean, it, it was so far outside of what the market had been established to be. There's bound to be bumps with that. And I know Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray accepted deals less than that, but Lamar Jackson has the resume that he can push back. Significantly exactly. less. But the other part is, while you're right about that, the owner of this team spoke publicly about the Deshaun Watson deal in disapproving fashion. So it, even though they aren't a cheap organization, this, this, is not, this is different. Correct. And so if it's different, though, my thought is this. If it's different, I would want somebody who is ex- ex- experienced at navigating the difference. My thought is this, like... If Deshaun Watson had no agent, okay. does he get $230 million? Probably not. Probably not? Not. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's, that's, that's true, so but there's different situations, though. Absolutely. But 2-5, there's a quantifiable number here. Your agent took what? Did you talk 2%, 1%? Okay, Most agents, brother, my, okay. Bingo. Most agents take three. But if you're that good like Shady, you can give your agent two. You can give your agent one if you're probably Lamar Jackson. Right. So I'm, there's a quantifiable number here. 2% of $230 million is $5 million. Okay. So the question is this. Can Lamar make $5 million more with an agent than he can make without an agent? My answer would be yes. But also, well, I would agree with you about Deshaun Watson. That is an extreme situation for many different reasons. A lot of stuff going on. He absolutely needed an agent. What I like about what Lamar is doing is he's attempting to, and it seems like he's going to stay on this path, Create generational wealth within his family. But he was going to either way, Joy. Yes, but he's going to make more. Not necessarily. That's why I disagree. But your reason why he needs an agent is is why. Because I think he would make more money with an agent. But but, but, but why, though? It's it's going to be the same thing. If if, if Drew Rosenhaus or whoever the agent is, they're going to say the same exact thing. Hold on real quick. And and the team, they're always pushing back. Yes, sir. Every player would tell you this. The player never got the money he really wanted. Correct. So I'm thinking, like, what's the, what's the... It comes down to this. I believe that an agent would make Lamar Jackson 2% more than not having an agent would make. I, I believe that man. if Lamar Jackson signs a $230 million deal, his agent would have made him 235 240 Because that's what it's real simple. I'm to represent a pro, I have an agent. I'm a pro-agent person. I like having an agent. And that's with the money that agents take. And they take a lot of they it. They make my life more convenient. So I pay for the convenience and what they bring to the table. But what he's doing is being a disruptor. 
And if it ends up working out, which I believe it will, because whether the Ravens pay him this or not, there are some other teams out there. There were other teams bidding for Deshaun Watson. It wasn't like everybody just forgot, like, oh, he's in in Cleveland now. Atlanta. New Orleans. Miami. Mm -hmm. New Orleans. Two of those places still very much need quarterbacks. So the market is there. Whether it's going to be at at Deshaun Watson level or not, Again, from the very beginning, I've always believed that the owners are going to push back as much as they possibly can, united on giving away that much guaranteed money. I believe that. But, like Shady said, it's only a thing until it's not. We didn't think Deshaun Watson was going to get that, certainly. If another person gets that, then that's what the market is. It'll be the norm. I I agree. Here's the thing. I do believe he will be a disruptor, but the interesting thing about disruptors in all of society, whether in sports or in the greater aspect of culture, disruptors usually take the first blow. I want Lamar to get the biggest check, not the biggest backlash. Coming up, Dallas, they took another L with Kyrie and Luke on the court. But most intriguingly, Kyrie's the one who took the game winner, Shady. I got an issue with that. I don't. We'll talk about it next on Speed. <laughs> With a loss to the Pacers last night, the Mavericks have fallen to one and four. You heard that right. One and four when their pair of all-star guards are on the floor together. Kyrie missed a step-back contested three-pointer on the final possession. And after the game said he needs to scale back the pressure he's putting on himself. Shady, I was irate when I watched Kyrie take that last shot. Because, one, I'm born and raised in Dallas. One of my greatest sporting moments was watching the Dallas Mavericks beat the Miami Heat for that first championship with Dirk Nowitzki. When they changed uh, the the street in Dallas to Nowitzki Boulevard and all those things, I was there for it. I actually am in love with the Mavericks for several reasons. So when I watch the Mavericks do things that make no sense, it frustrates me. Luka Doncic is one of two players, Luke and Kevin Durant, that I would want to have the ball in their hands with seven seconds or left, game on the line. Mm-hmm. Luka, KD, those are the top two. You're right. And more than Giannis, more than LeBron, Luka and KD. You got a team with Luka on it, and Kyrie is the one to take the game-winning shot, step back at that. Shady, it makes no sense. And the only reason they did that was because of the name on the back of the jersey in Irving. If Kyrie's not on that team, Luka's taking a shot. Kyrie's on that team, Kyrie's taking a shot, and the Mavericks lost. So I hate the fact that Kyrie took the last shot. I got a huge problem with it. What about you? I loved it. Jason Kidd, I love the call. I truly do. When you have a timeout, right, and you jump the last play of the game, they're thinking, oh, you're going to Luka. That's the beauty of having Kyrie Irving and Luka on the same team. The, who's the best defender going to guard? He's going to guard Kyrie? No, he's going to guard Luka. Do you know who Kyrie, who's guarding Kyrie right there? TJ McCollum. Didn't matter. He's my height, right? So I love the play. He just, he just missed the shot. And one thing he talked about is take someone that scale back off the pressure. He's trying to impress everybody. I, and I know that feeling. When you go to – I've been traded, right? Mm-hmm. And when I went to Buffalo, it was so – the hype was huge. Expectation level was up here. We got Shady McCoy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you try to meet that. You try to do everything in your power. And they call it pressing. Mm-hmm. So I can see Kyrie Irving pressing. When can Kyrie Irving – struggling shooting the ball. But let's not act like Kyrie Irving can't shoot the last game winning shot. We love numbers here, right? So I'm going to give you some numbers. Kyrie ranks 10th, or he ranks 10th of um, go-ahead shots in the final minute of a game since he entered the NBA. What you mean? He, he, he has the most points in the fourth quarter. So in the fourth quarter, you need, you need somebody to win, win a game? He's doing that for you. We got to put more respect on Kyrie Irving. I'm just telling you, he missed a shot. We all miss shots. That's, that's the second time in a row now you said that following a Mavericks game. I mean, he missed a shot. Okay, cool. Slick, where do you stand on this one, man? You got a problem with Kyrie taking the last shot? I don't have a problem with him taking the last shot. And I have a problem with the fact that you didn't bring up that uh, he's, he's feeling pressure. Who had him at the top um. of feeling <laughs> Oh, that's right. This guy. I don't have a problem, I don't have a problem with him taking the last shot. I have a problem with putting the ball in his hands to decide who is going to take the last shot. Break that down. That has to be Luka Doncic. I don't really consider, to be honest with you, I don't consider Kyrie Irving a point guard. I consider him more of a shooting guard. He's more of a scorer than a playmaker. Okay. But Luka Doncic is the guy who drives this team. And so I want him to decide whether it's he's taking a shot or whether Kyrie is. And I don't care who he's matched up at. And you could tell, especially... When you're considering that this is 
They're just putting this together. Mm-hmm. Who's more, more comfortable with all the pieces on the floor? Luka Doncic is. Kyrie Irving's not going to utilize everything that's available to him. Now, do I think that there may be a bigger game at work here in terms of uh, – Giving, finding out Kyrie, what Kyrie's capable of and giving him, hey, we believe in you enough. We don't care how these games have gone. Like, we still believe in you. We're going to give you an opportunity to go win this game. I think there's, there's some of that. There's the empowerment yep. is the word you used, right? But uh, the fact of the matter is I still want these, these – as much as I want to empower Kyrie, I want to win games yes. and make the playoffs yes. more. That part. So that's why I've got to have the ball in Luca's hands and let him decide whether Kyrie's going to take that last shot. Joy, where are you at? Yeah, I, I'm in between. I don't love Kyrie taking the last shot, but he can make final shots. He's done it before. He's done it before. For a championship. But where I agree with Slick is I don't like the play design. Get it into Luca, draw the attention of the best defenders, and then give it to Kyrie, who we know can hit that shot. He's also right about the being comfortable. This isn't out of pocket for Kyrie to go and be with a new teammate and struggle. He went three and four with, K- with his first seven games with KD. He went 0 and two with his first two games with Tatum. He went one and three in his first four with LeBron. It takes a while to get these things going. But because we know that that's true, and you should give a little bit of grace for this adjustment period when you bring in a new high level player. Right. Get it to the player who's comfortable there. Right. Get it to the player who this is this is his zone. Particularly if you're going to step back three. I mean, that's what that's what Luca does. That's what Luca does. So it's not that I I think it's outrageous Kyrie would take the last shot. But if it's going to be Kyrie, go make this play. And this is you got to win the game on this. That to me, I think. I mean, look, he makes the shot. We're not having this conversation. But he didn't make the shot. Right. So now we're having this conversation. He didn't make the and shot, and it was a bad shot. It was a step back three. You got Luka on the, field, on the court. Luka had 39 points, too. Yeah, so you, they, could, they could have doubled him on, or something but like to, that. To Joy's point and to Slick's point, my thing is this. Okay. Just let Luka touch the ball. You got seven seconds left. That's a long time. But, but, Just but, but Luka, Kyrie, that's, they're so close for real quick. Mm. Mm. So close to what? Oh. I, I mean, as oh. offensive players, like, come on. Luka, Luka's better than Kyrie offensively, but not, like, way better. At this juncture. Let me ask you real quick. Ten times, every, and ten times, right? How many times would, would, would TJ McCollum D up Kyrie Irving? If he takes a step back three? Come on, like, it, one out of ten times? No. You, what? You are, yo, I, I, honestly. I can't do it. You're talking about TJ McConnell's size. Kyrie ain't, he's not yeah, KD. Not he's not Luka. He doesn't, like, y'all he doesn't think Kyrie would, what, where he dances on TJ is when he's going forward, not backward. Like, go to the cup. That's no, my out, thing. Ten out of ten times. Blah, 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 step back. That's what Kyrie what, does. Hey, what, what did you tell it? Ah. Give me some. I wouldn't want that on that, on that play either. You, you should go for the win in that spot. You don't want Kyrie driving in that spot unless that's a design play. See, I ain't tripping. On the, the biggest, on the biggest stage, right, on the biggest stage with one of the best players that ever played a game, the, 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 uh, the uh, number one scoring champ of all time, LeBron James, on the biggest yep. stage, they gave the ball to Kyrie Irving. What See, did he that do? was in 2016. That man. matters. Though. That was in 2016. It's 2023. Oh, so I- Oh, okay. So, that, long, so that's not your. How long are we gonna live off that shot? Yo, we always. How long we, are we gonna live off that shot? We sit on this shot? show and we talk about all and playoffs and big games, how much experience it matters. But then at this point, it don't matter. Shady, 2016. What Come we on, doing man. in 2016? Listen, it's in his DNA. When was the last time he hit a shot that you remember? Nets. It won. Nets. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. This season with the Nets. Mm-hmm. It's true. It happened. We need this might be hating on Kyrie Irving. That's it, Shady. Woo! That's it. 2016. Would it give me the trip? Somebody bring out the black oh, and white tape so we can rewatch it. that last play. night. Somebody, I watched this on VHS just last night, Shady. I watched Yo. it on VHS. Coming up, Aaron Rodgers spoke publicly for the first time since his darkness retreat, and you have to hear what he had to say. He's done listening to the critics. We'll tell you if we're done listening to him. Golly, I can't wait. Next on Steve. Yo, it's crazy. What I guess Kyrie Irving was out there. Back to speak, Aaron Rodgers, he has been the center of so much controversy this offseason, and I have to admit, I'm super surprised it happened, but he flipped me. He flipped my approach. I finally understand where Aaron Rodgers is coming back, coming from. It was this quote that made me really see. Aaron Rodgers said this on Aubrey Marcus podcast. He said, then they drafted my replacement, and then I won MVP twice. I threw 85 touchdowns and nine interceptions in two years. Mm. Why in the world did I highlight my replacement? Because my replacement has a name. 
Jordan Love. But Aaron Rodgers still refuses to use that name of Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers is still so eminently damaged, at least emotionally, at the fact that the Packers drafted his replacement. Not only that, what did Aaron Rodgers say? I threw 85 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Those are specifics. He didn't just say I threw a lot of touchdowns and a few picks. Aaron Rodgers not only refuses to acknowledge the name of Jordan Love, but continues to highlight just what he did in response to what the Packers did. I get it. Aaron Rodgers was scorned, and now he wants to continue to remind the Packers every chance he gets that he's in the Packer power position. I have finally turned joy in my thoughts of Aaron Rodgers because I understand his approach. I get his approach, and dare I say, Joy, I'm okay with Aaron Rodgers' approach. But I know you have some thoughts, so are you okay with Rodgers' approach? Exhausting. All right, look. I'm a very petty person. No, I'm not okay with this. I'm going to explain <laughs> why. I'm a very petty person. I like villains. You know why I like villains? They don't apologize for being villains. I'm the bad guy. Do something about it. He talks out of both sides of his mouth. It's all this, oh, I don't care, I'm so zen. I'm just taking time to sort through my feelings in the darkness. Then he drops that quote. You care. You very much care if you're talking like that. Don't play. I hear you. You care. Mm -hmm. You just said it. Mm -hmm. My replacement mm. won the MVP twice. <clears throat> Devontae Adams. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get a little water in a second. 85 touchdowns, nine interceptions in two years. But, uh, you know, if you think I'm a diva, it's fine. You know, just, just tune it out. I'm only answering these questions because I'm being asked. What, what are you doing? If you want to say, hey, they tried to replace me. I put up these numbers. I had this production. I'm still great. And I'm going to take my time. Deal with it. Cool. I can respect that. that. You're right. You're right. You Aaron Rodgers. You're right. You didn't have a great year last year, but it's fine. I can respect it. But it's all this back and forth, this whole, this whole, uh, if you don't like it, if you think it's drama and being a diva or whatever, this is my life. I'll make a decision. What, what, what is it? Stand on it, dog. I respect that. But this whole, this, this, he's, this wishy-washy stuff is exhausting. I can't keep up. Do you care or do you not care? Because that sounds a lot like somebody who cares. It is exhausting. And then, look, I mean, I, I'm just, I've got an Aaron Rodgers cape hanging off my back this <laughs> offseason. I don't like it. I don't like it for whatever it's worth. Oh, no. Here's, look, Aaron Rodgers is exhausting. And my read, I've never met the man in my life, but he seems like he likes to hear himself talk. I mean, he's got a weekly TV spot with Pat McAfee. He goes on this podcast to talk about his own uh, story, his own journey to whatever is next in his career. He likes to hear himself talk, in my opinion. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of exhausting when he does things like this and is like, well, what? Well, like, you don't have to listen to what? it. Which, Wait, why do you care so much? So here, he's right. Here's it. And then that's he's like, right. look, it's, it's our job. It's our job to pay attention to what Aaron Rodgers says. But I promise you, if it wasn't, I would have no clue what was going on with this man. Did you, like, there's drama going on with Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez right now. Did y'all hear about this? I didn't. You know why? Because I don't care, and it's not my job. I learned about it yesterday, and I was like, what on earth? I felt like I was reading another language. It is possible to tune this out if it's not your job, and that is exactly what I would do. But Aaron Rodgers, look, as, as exhausting as it is, it is his life and his career, and the new, the new league year doesn't start for two more weeks. He's got time. Like, Look, as long as he's planning on making a decision before free agency opens, which gives him two weeks, He's got two weeks. As long as he does that, I don't think he's hurting anybody. If he wants to feel self-important and, and explain all of his thoughts for everything, that's his right to do. It doesn't bother me as long as it doesn't drag out for more than about another week or two. That's, that that's, is, it is fascinating, by the way. Hey, oh, my God. I was, I was in a wormhole for happy, like an hour. Happy birthday, Justin Bieber. Anyway, <laughs> I, I digress. 2-5, um, where you stand on all this Aaron Rodgers stuff? I'm tough on A-Rod. You I are, am, right? You have been. And I keep it real. I Always. Real. I love it, though. Yeah, I love it. The part I love more is, or best about it is just more like, it's my life. And I've been there where, you know, like, like people are so involved, giving me their opinions, and I guess we get paid to do it, so we have to do it. But it's like, it's my life. If I want to take forever to get my decision to player, to get traded, whatever I want to do, that's me. And, and once, you're, you're, once you hang up the cleats, you can't ever come back. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I respect what he's saying. Like, hey, if you think it's drama, I do. If, you, if, you have a, if it's annoying to you, I think it's annoying. <laughs> it's my life. It tune me out. Yeah. So I do respect what he's saying. And, and, and I'm just being honest. Like, that's one of the things where like, I, I, sometimes he gets on my nerves. 
When he says things like that, yeah. I start loving him again. All right, Rod, I love what you're saying right there. So <laughs> I respect it. I'm with you, Joy. Don't you feel like, and, and here's where I stand, I would never do it. I, but I don't have it in me to you're do You're a good it. guy, though. I, well, I'm just saying, like, I'm just not yeah, that selfish. Guy. I'm just not that, like, oh, inherently yeah. selfish. I applaud the fact that Aaron Rodgers is being so exclusively and excessively selfish, and he don't care. He, don't, he held the Packers to the fire. Year, multiple years in a row. Yeah. He's like, I'll make a decision when I make a decision. He ain't going to OTA. I'm already at. He was pictured in Hawaii. He was out golfing while his team was working just last year. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great season, and he's still like, yeah, I'm taking my time. Going to a darkness retreat, doing the Pat McAfee show. He's doing what he wants to do, and he does not care. I also think about it like this, though, Joy, is there's that one quote, the child that's not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Where do you I get these things? Where you always have a saying. Always. Because I think that's Rodgers. He's like, wait a second. Y'all drafted my replacement. And then I gave y'all not one MVP, two MVPs, 85 touchdowns, yeah. nine picks. Don't think I forgot for a second that's that y'all numbers. tried to replace me. That's numbers. So after y'all tried to replace me, I went and balled not once, but twice. I'm going to do what I want to do. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) I hear you. I'm extremely selfish. I know this about myself. I can be arrogant. I'm certainly not humble. And I believe you should do whatever it is that makes you happy. But just say that. That's not what he's saying. He's constantly complaining about people having an opinion about what he says. Don't say nothing then. Nobody's making him do these interviews. It is not my job to not pay attention to what Aaron Rodgers does. So I apologize. I have to talk about Aaron Rodgers. That's what I get paid to do. (laughs) And I would like to keep my job. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. Totally. So it's not like he's one of those people that, like, asks for all this attention and then complains that everyone's paying attention. What do you want? Do you want the attention or not? Because nobody's digging through your garbage to find out what you're trying to do let me ask you this, though, Joy, because, okay, now it's going to get tense on set, Shady. I hope you're ready. Let's get messy. Joy, when you put out a tweet, people don't have to respond. When you put out a tweet, when I put out a tweet, when I drop a video, when you drop a video, Dave, when you write a column, nobody has to respond. But... If you put it out there and people choose to respond, that's on them. So if Aaron Rodgers goes on a show and we choose to talk about it on no, our no, show, no, 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 that is no, on no, us. No, 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 no. Aaron Rodgers is one of the faces of this league. Sure. Okay? He's a first ballot Hall of Fame. Absolutely. He is possibly retiring. He is possibly getting traded to another team mm-hmm. or possibly staying with the team he's been with for 18 years. People wanting to know what his decision is is not out of bounds. Now, it's him not. taking the time to make his decision is up to him. But you don't get to control how other people feel. You don't get to control how other people respond. But it you- is a mentality that is pervasive throughout society that you can do what you want and everyone else is obligated to respond how you would like Agreed. them to respond. But if it's bothering you, why wouldn't you do, not literally you, the figurative you, if it's bothering you, why wouldn't you do what Aaron Rodgers Tune said? To me out. And I don't care about you. That we, so are we, are, what he's suggesting is arrogance. No one's going to care about what Aaron Rodgers is doing. This whole league that's trying to fill the position of a quarterback, the Jets, the Falcons, the Saints, Miami, who knows? However many more teams, San Francisco, everyone's supposed to not care. It's silly. It's nonsense. Of course people care. Of course people want the answer. And he's entitled to take all the time he wants. But you can't. It just doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. I assume, and maybe I'm wrong, but like I read that quote when he's telling people to tune him out. I assume he means fans that are tired of hearing about him, or maybe or people us. in the media. Yeah, literally. Like or the us. T- and that's see, I hate I hate what I'm about to say. Because Aaron Rodgers is gets, Play that is, gets annoying. Play that with your chest. I would argue he's not yet even being selfish. I really don't think so. And see, I, I know I being selfish though. Well, okay, even but like what like as of right now, it's March first. It's like we can't time travel to the start of free agency. Like it's March first. There's two weeks until any of this matters. The Packers, it's not even like the Packers are in limbo. Like, Aaron, we got to know. Like, we, we need to figure out what to do about quarterback. No, they, their quarterback's on the roster if he's gone. Jordan mm-hmm. Love's there. They don't have to figure that out. By the way, the Packers are a draft and develop team. Their whole roster's dra- guys they drafted. Like, they're not about to go out and do a bunch of stuff in free agency anyway. They just need <laughs> a timely decision about what he's going to do. And like I said, that, and, and, and he's quoted in the podcast saying this, like, you know, Brett Favre took until June one yep. year to figure this out. That is incredibly selfish. If he's got this figured out in time for the Packers to make a free agency plan and figure out what to do with him, I don't have an issue I'm with not even this. Saying he's been that he, selfish. 
Like, I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it. I'm talking about in this specific instance. Oh, okay. You said you don't talk about the past. You're the one that tells me that. <laughs> I don't saying. think he's being selfish. I don't think he's being selfish, and I don't think he's holding them hostage right now. But the idea that people are should be uninterested in what he's saying when he is the one saying it. He's continuing the narrative. I don't yeah. understand. Like, what do you want? Do you not want views on this podcast? I do you not want people to listen to, to McAfee? I don't. It doesn't make sense. I think what he is, what I received from it, I don't know what he's saying. What I heard is, if you don't like it, then don't. That's Talk about why, it. If why, you don't like why it. Why are you doing appearances on shows then? Because if for those that do like it, Listen. Yeah. But for those that don't yeah. like it, it's kind of like I, I don't think that's like, how views work. But I'm to be saying, honest like, with you, I people, don't think that's how they built the following. I'm saying, but that's not, that's not his podcast, right? Uh-uh. So he's in the podcast. So listen, this is how I feel. If you take it or don't take it, it's as simple as that. That's like it's, it's, um, it's always fascinating to me when I drop something on Twitter. I might drop this conversation we're having right now, and somebody will quote tweet, "I chose an idiot." Man, I can't stand Shady and Acho. Oh God, I can't stand listening to Joy. Then just block me. I'll do it. Unfollow me. You don't have to listen. You don't have to engage. I didn't force you to comment. So it's kind of like, yo, if you don't like him, no, 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 no. tune him out. No, it's, it's you doing that and them saying that and you being like, oh, my God, I can't believe anyone had anything to say about what I said. How could anyone care? I don't, I don't read mentions, but real quick. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Let's try to tell me something. I said something. But real quick. So, so the selfish part, like name me some other Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right, or, or, or legit franchise quarterbacks that, that does these type of things. It's super selfish. I can't. I can't. Let's keep it real, though. Patrick Mahomes ain't doing this, right? He, he wants his young guys in the room. No, let's think about it for a second. No, 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 I hear you. He wants your players, your teammates to know, yo, my guy's going to be here. So they look forward to the future. Even Brady didn't do this. Well, remember Brady, remember Brady this year was like, I'm retiring, and I'm doing it in a video because I already did that last year. What about year. last year, though? Well, even last year, it just leaked. Brady didn't say, well, like, I'm mule. Oh, he was retired. mad about it. Well, well, he kept his mad. He's like, yo, I didn't ever say this officially. So my thing is, like, yo, what, what quarterback that's supposed to be franchise, supposed to be a Hall of Famer does this? That's super selfish. It's like all about you. Where most quarterbacks, if you look at it, they're, they're making a decision. Yeah. Or they'll stay quiet. Maybe, yes. maybe it's something about Green Bay because his predecessor it did does it. does happen. All I'm, I'm saying, saying is, ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Mm. So if you want to be selfish and you want to take your time, I, mean, I don't even think it's selfish. You want to take your time, you want to do all that, fine. But don't, don't, don't try and play both sides of it. You're all zen and you understand. No, I'm taking my time and that's it. Period. If you're a crook and you don't get caught, though, does that make you a halfway Ain't crook? Ain't no such thing as halfway, as halfway crooks. crooks. Watch this. Watch this. Who sings that song? What rapper? No, honestly, Shady. The coach are going to be mad. Uh, they already are. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. They, they already are. Anyway, coming up, the Lakers lost to the Grizzlies last night despite a huge night from Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has been in his big bag. But get this. He's going to be on the big bench tonight or next time they play OKC. Oh, God, I'm uh. sick. Big bag, big I like that. So the culture going to be mad. <laughs> we got to check in on our social life. I got some thoughts on this one. Shout out to and congrats on Nikola Jokic of the Nuggets for becoming the sixth player, just the sixth in NBA history to reach 100 career triple doubles. Incredibly impressive. Look at that list. Russell Westbrook, Oscar Robinson, Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd, LeBron, the King James, and Nikola Jokic. Now, this is an incredible accomplishment that I don't care anything about. Um, Slick, can you tell him to win, like, two Western Conference <laughs> uh, finals games, please? Like, I stopped caring about triple doubles when we saw Russ just rattle them off, rattle them off, rattle them off, rattle them off. But they didn't mean nothing because Russ wasn't winning no legitimate games. Yeah. Russ got an MVP out of it. But not only is my sentiment clearly a group sentiment, because after Russ got an MVP off of it, he averaged a triple double the next year mm -hmm. and didn't win MVP. Right. Because we finally realized, and you brought this up a year ago on a, on a similar show, you said, yo, not all triple doubles are created equal. Now. Nikhil Jokic, 28-0 when he has a triple-double in the last 28 games. That means something. Yep. Give me that stat. Don't give me this one, Slick. How you feel about it? Uh, the problem that I have is that we've raised the bar for Nikola Jokic because he's on his way to winning a third consecutive MVP. I didn't vote for him the first two times. I didn't think those were warranted because unlike this year, he wasn't winning at this level. Mm -hmm. This is meaningful to me because he's winning. We had this conversation in the pre-show meeting about guys who, a certain someone, who has great numbers do at his slick. advanced age. You will air out your dirty laundry. <laughs> but, well, I'm telling you right now, Shady will put out your dirty laundry, <laughs> and it stinks. I'm just saying, I don't care about historical, uh, statistical figures Ooh. unless they are attached 
to a win-loss record that is impressive. So I, could, I very well may vote for Nikola Jokic as MVP this year. And if they don't go very far in the playoffs, I will cri- criticize the fact. But I'm not going to put the entire burden of three consecutive MVPs on him right now because I didn't vote for him. Joy, chime in. I know you had a thought on Nikola Jokic. Maybe two days ago we had a conversation. 100 career triple doubles. Obviously, congrats on that. But yeah. just speak your mind. He's a great player. Get to the finals. You win three straight MVPs and you don't get to the finals. We, we shouldn't give away the MVP award. Correct. Anymore. Okay, but Correct. Uh, Joy. Correct. Joy. She's Who, right. It's, but he's not proclaiming himself the MVP. He's not the one who decides that he's an MVP. Okay. He's put up the numbers that have resulted in media members voting for him for MVP. So I can't quite say, hey, look, you win an MVP every so we year. Just don't, we you just need don't to hold Jokic to the standards that we hold LeBron to and Giannis to and KD to. Like, he just gets a pass for, for winning all these regular season awards. All the regular and not, season awards. And not translating into postseason translate success. In I understand that the MVP is a regular season award. I, I, I'll give it that. But if you're going to win three straight MVPs and you don't go to the finals, really you should win. Really you should win. You should win. Because if you MVPs, win back-to-back, back, they win. No, okay. ask you know know what? what? No. Ask three straight MVPs, you should win. No, we should stop voting for him. That's what you I mean, have. Like, okay, but it's done now, though. So, so it's already been done, and he okay. will likely win a third. So, so at some point, either you just, uh, you just gobble up all these numbers, or you're really an all-time great because you got to start winning in the postseason. Shady, get in here. Get in here. Get in here. So, so he's, a, he's a great player. Of course. Right? So course. We, we can't look past, like, he's put on historical numbers sure. for a reason. Everybody can't do that. And number two is, like, everybody's path is different. Every, everybody's pace is different. Mm-hmm. Right? LeBron James' pace was way faster than Michael Jordan's. Sure. Michael Jordan's pace was a little slower. But yep. Once they get to that, 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 that point where now they're in the playoffs and winning games, then, they start, then it's starting to count. Then it starts, the meter's ticking. Yeah, it's, it's no rush. He's still a young dude. He's getting stats. Everybody can't win right away. It don't happen like that. It doesn't. But, like, but hold up, real quick. Sports is not that easy. Like, this, yo, of course. I got, I'm nice. I'm a great player. We win championships. Yep. It don't happen like that. Mm. So it takes time. Like, this is the real world. But once you are in the category of elites, back-to-back MVPs, yeah, it takes Steph time. Curry, okay. LeBron James, right. Giannis Antetokounmpo, those players all won chips. Slick, you know better than I as the NBA yeah. historian. But if I'm not mistaken, they also won chips in the midst of that back-to-back MVP stretch. Whether it was uh, Steph Curry, whether it was recently Giannis, whether it was LeBron James when he was with the Heat, not only did they win back-to-back MVPs, but clearly it meant something. Either Jokic is wrong right. or the voters are wrong. So, so if, he give, somebody if, if, wrong. if he give you two chips, right? If he, let's say I give you a chip. I don't know. That's maybe maybe, maybe yeah. three years. I don't know. Let me three years from now. His resume is his resume. He'll be a great player, right? Mm-hmm. It takes time. You, all I'm saying is, if he, be right all now. I'm saying is, if he was a KD, if he was a Giannis, if he was a Steph, if he was a LeBron, and it didn't happen, We'd be on his he head. would get dragged. It would be on his. We would absolutely be on his. Yeah. Head. When was the first time that Dirk Nowitzki won MVP? Was it 05? 05 or six? I think it was 06. 06. Yeah. And like when did he win his first 11. championship? He went five, no six. He went no six, though. Five he went no six, though. He was up two over Miami Heat, though. He went no six, though. I like, I like this point you're making. I don't like it. <laughs> keep going. Keep going, so, Slick. The, the fact that he's been an MVP isn't like, okay, well, you won MVP. Now you're supposed to win a championship. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get him, Joy Taylor Cox. Get him, Joy Taylor Cox. Understood. You talk to him, Joy Taylor Cox. Three MVPs in a row? Look, he's an incredible player. All I'm saying is, if if you if he was KD, we know he'd be getting dragged. If he was LeBron, we know it would be getting dragged. Come here. You know, come and, here. I will, you get and I will put others in that category as well. I, actually, I don't have a problem with anybody dragging Jokic and saying I'm not even, inc- I'm not even incentivizing MVPs. dragging. I'm just saying hold him to the same standard yeah, okay, and, as, as we do other great players who put up these regular season accomplishments. Right. And and we have. Are we, we would drag KD when he was in OKC. Was and, and didn't win a championship. He didn't even Weren't we questioning him? Of course. LeBron James, yeah. when he was in Cleveland the first yes, time sir, around. Yes, sir, yes, sir. They, they, and yes. he was close, and he was yes. great, and he was all that. They but he blamed wasn't winning him. championships. Yeah, we dragged him. So we did. I don't have a problem with that. I would say that I his agree. winning three consecutive MVPs, which is extreme, right, is he's a victim of today's analytics-driven approach to viewing greatness. That's I don't necessarily put that on him. Yeah, it's not it's not his fault. 
It's the voting. That's all I'm saying. So then we should change how we that's, vote for that's, this. That's all I'm that's, saying. That's, that's where I'm at. That is where I'm he at. He is different. He is different. He's incredible. We have seen incredible. Like him. I'm just saying, after this season, he's going to win another MVP. If they don't win a championship, it, the, 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 the pushback will be minimal at best. Now, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not one who uh, completely buys into this, but it is a regular season award. It is. It has. It is, but it that, is. that wouldn't matter. It's technically not but supposed to have matter. anything to do with the postseason. It, it, sh- it shouldn't, and it is prestigious, and he he's, I mean, I would have given it to Embiid, but look, he's won. He's, he's, oh, yeah, he's going to win three yeah. in a row. All I'm saying is keep the same energy. Well, uh, here's what I'm saying, Joy, because I'm, I'm saying more than that. I'm a little more frustrated than you for the first time in my life. Um, what, I, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is not just keep the same energy, but voters, wake up. Yeah. If I'm he was the MVP, MVPs don't just all of a sudden in the postseason become un-MVPs. Right. If he was truly the most valuable player in the sport, you would see it. Uh, who had our back-to-back MVPs? LeBron James, he got you that chip. Uh, Giannis, he got you that chip. Okay. Steph, he got you that chip. Tim Duncan, he got you that chip. Steve Nash didn't. Steve and Nash, what do we I'll always say, say? Steve Nash took an MVP from Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Right. We always say that. Yeah. Retroactively, we were like, dang, we got it wrong. Yep. It seems like Joy and I are simply saying, hey, voters. I hey, mean, voters. there's still time. He could win a championship so, this year. Absolutely. I'm just saying, if it doesn't happen. Right. He averaged 31 and 13 in the playoffs. He a great player. He is. If my he team, this, this is what my issue is, right? Because I'm just thinking, like, if I'm in the backfield and I'm getting 2,000 yards, 800 yards, and then my quarterback's trash, right, and we lose in the playoffs, like, am I, am I at fault? I'm still a great player. Right. So my thing is giving, giving time. Like, he got to win the championship right now because he won the MVPs? That don't make sense to me. So, so let me throw Everybody this out Everybody has their own paths. I'm a voter, okay? So to me, this is the first year that I would put him at the top of my ballot. Okay. Should I not put him at the top of my ballot? Because of because it means that he's going to win three in a row, no. even though I'm not responsible for the fact that he won the first two. I think slick like refs, and we don't acknowledge it. Sorry, America, this isn't politically There's correct. Makeup calls? You're like calling for a makeup call? I think you have to. I think you have to use some cognition. I think you have to say to yourself, Should Giannis have won it last year? Should Embiid have won it last Embiid. year? I gave it Embiid. Two years Correct. ago. Correct. I gave it Should Embiid have won it last year? Should Giannis have won it last year? I think you have to finally use some cognition and say, maybe I'm being bamboozled. We did it with Russ. I'm not asking you to do anything unprecedented. Russ averaged a triple-double three out of four years, two years in a row. He got MVP the first year he did it. But then the second year he did it, uh, Shady, everybody woke up and was like, wait a second. I can see beyond these triple doubles. That's all I'm saying is, yeah. is it time for us to see beyond it? That's, uh, that's all I'm saying. Slick, final word. Well, I will say this. The fact that he's the sixth player to reach 100 career triple doubles should have nothing to do with him winning MVP. Yeah. And I think that's the problem that we've run into. As we look at these numbers, especially if he does it the first year, and then his numbers are better the second year, and everybody's like, well, he was MVP last year. How can we not vote for him? I mean, the next year. And that's the problem that I have. Jamal Murray like did the, it play last like year, though. The, Injury. Injuries the, did cause that. The award lacks nuance. Hmm. That's what I feel. Well, and, and honestly. That's why N- I thought Embiid should have won it last year. The NBA has never defined what MVP is because the result is that we end up having conversations like this. Correct. It, 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 it foments debate and argument. And they would rather have that than a clear cut. We're getting it right well, every Follow year. for the trap. Every time. They got us, just like Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, coming up, what won't lead to really much debate is Anthony Davis' decision to sit out tonight. Yo, he balled last night, but he don't play back-to-backs when the Lakers desperately need him too. Shady got his hands in the air. Me as well. How do we feel about AD sitting tonight? Next on Speed. Crazy, bro. I never... Anthony Davis had a huge night last night, scoring 28 points, grabbing 19 boards, including five blocks. A rare stat line in this day and age. But it wasn't enough for the Lakers. They fell to John Morant and the Grizzlies. The Lakers are three games back from the sixth spot. To make matters worse, though, earlier today, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. AD was ruled out in their matchup with the Thunder tonight with a right foot injury. Now, many are trying to figure out, is it just AD's load management? As we know, he doesn't play back-to-backs, or is he not healthy enough to play? Either way, it's a problem. But, Joy, how big a problem is it? Do you have an issue with AD sitting out tonight? Yeah, I do. I understand earlier in the season you've got to manage Anthony Davis. He's not a player that is habitually available. It's not a skill set he has. But the point of him not playing back-to-backs earlier in the season and managing his time earlier in the season is that so he's available when it matters. 
These games matter, and you lost last night. It matters. You need to beat OKC. Like, we are, you're in a playoff push. You've, you're not in the playoffs. That's why the roster matters early in the season. That's why all those wins that they didn't get early in the season matter. And Anthony Davis being available for his team as a max player when it matters most, what you were brought here to do, is important. Mm-hmm. And it's not happening. I, I, this is a important game. Like, they need Huge this game. game. Huge game. Slick, just how important is this game? Talk about, obviously, you oh. know, ex- elaborate on that. It's massive. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're jockeying with the Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. for one of those play-in spots. And if they lose this game, they go back. They, they've moved up to 12th, right? They moved back to 13th. Psychologically, where you've gone through this, you have the big win over the, the comeback over the Dallas Mavericks. And then you get into this, into this road trip, and now you're – right back to the same place you were, except you don't have LeBron James and you don't know when you're going to get D'Angelo Russell back. Uh, It's devastating. They can't afford any steps back. They need to be making nothing but steps forward. They need this game. I mean, I even think about this plan where when you're trying to make the playoffs, right, and it's getting late in the season, everybody knows the coaches, the owners, the leaders. We talk about this. We need this game. We need every game we can get. So you calculate that. Now, they're, they're one and four when LeBron James and Anthony Davis don't play. And then it's like LeBron James talked about this, him being the leader. Listen, every game right here counts. This is the most important games of my career. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like if, if a guy that's 38, 40 years old, 50 years old, can play 30-something minutes a game, right? you tell telling me Anthony Davis can't play in a game back-to-back? That's crazy to me. And I don't want to create the narrative that he's this type of player. Mm-hmm. But they need you. They're trying to make the playoffs. And it's like we, you got a playoff push. Everybody has to be in there. Everybody's, everybody's hurt. Everybody's sore. Talk about it. Right, so if you're going to make the playoffs, Andy Davis, you got to get out there and play. You have not, to. What are you going to do? You got to. It, my freshman year in college, people hated me on the football team. They hated me. They, it's time for me to tell myself. They hated me. Particularly shady during conditioning. Why? Because, but they hated me for this specific reason. During condition, I would, conditioning, I would do what we call sandbag. 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 You got 10 100-yard sprints. You got 10 of them. First eight, I'm going to just jog. I'm going to just try. I'm going to come through in time. Time! Barely crossing the line. Because you know what I'm going to do on the last two? All out. I'm sprinting. Oh, I hated dudes like you. He was a freshman? freshman. Oh, man. I know. I did it. I did it. I'm going to sprint them last two. Why? Because you conserve energy early on in the race because at the end of the race, you got to have that energy to sprint. That's what Joy's talking about. A.D., if you're going to load manage during the season, it's for these moments right here. The point in managing your health for the duration of the season is so at the very end, you can sprint all out, haul tail, and sprint to not have to play in the play-in game. He's sandbagging without sprinting at the end. And I don't get this. Like, he's trying to be more healthy for his vacation? Because if he don't <laughs> play, they're not going to be in the playoffs. Part, yeah. I don't get it. That part. Get but, it. but, Slick, were you at least encouraged by the performance last night? Because you saw AD give you 28 and 19 and 5. But more than that, Joy talked about it roughly 45 minutes ago. You saw role players. Austin Reeves, I believe he had 16 points. Lonnie Walker, I think he had 17 points. You saw role players play, and it took a historical quarter from John Morant to beat the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So I left that game to some degree encouraged because I'm like, wait, if Ja didn't have the game of his life, because the Lakers were tied, 345 left in the third quarter. It was a tie game. If John Morant did not have the quarter of his life, Mm -hmm. Lakers beat the two seed in the Grizzlies. I left that game encouraged. How about you? No, because with four and a half minutes left, it was a four-point game. And in the last four and a half minutes of that game, the Lakers scored exactly three points. And Anthony Davis took exactly two shots. Anthony Davis had zero assists and five turnovers in that game. He's always going, look, this is with LeBron, this is with Anthony Davis, with any great, with Nikola Jokic. They have the ball in their hands. They're at the center of things. They're going to have great numbers. This idea that it's not their responsibility. Hey, look at my box score. I did my job. No, no, no. You're the best player on this team right now. Your job is to win the game, whatever it takes. And I would have less issue. I'd still have an issue with the fact that he's missing this pivotal game tonight, no matter what. But I have a greater issue 
Because Anthony Davis told us at the beginning of this run, coming out of the All-Star break, we got to play with desperation. Mm. We got to play like every game matters. Those were his words. So he's setting the bar there. And let me let you in on a little secret when it comes to load management. Yes, he hasn't played in any back-to-back games this year. Neither did Clay Thompson until we got to this stretch where the Golden State Warriors are fighting for this same thing. And I've talked to players about this. The medical staff will come to you if you have physical issues and say, hey, look, do you need to take a day off? Or do you need, you need to miss this game? We can tell the coaching staff you're not available. But it's ultimately up to the player to say, I'm going to play. And Anthony Davis clearly is not taking that authority, that ability to say, no, you know what? Screw however I feel. I need to get us there. And I don't want to go off in a, like a separate tangent, but it's, it, it is the Oklahoma City Thunder, and LeBron James did the same thing. The sister- LeBron James set the record, and they were in a, what, two-possession game with 37 seconds mm-hmm. left, or one-possession game? Yeah. He did not play the last 37 seconds. He played eight straight minutes in the fourth quarter, and then he sat it down in the last 37 seconds. Now, you had enough to score 38 points. <laughs> you had enough to play 38 minutes or whatever but I got 37 seconds to win this game on uh, as pivotal a game as this one was. And you can't give me 37 seconds. Like there is, there is something missing in the Lakers leadership. When you look to those two guys, I can't that put LeBron points in the to why the Lakers are where they are. I can't put LeBron in the same category as Anthony Davis. I can't I can't I, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying I've got two examples of critical games this year where your two best players dipped. I will say, I don't know if the most important thing to the Lakers is winning. I said this back, Slick, you'll have to fact check me on the date. The Lakers played the Warriors earlier this season in crypto, and LeBron went off. It might have been around Thanksgiving or sometime in December. LeBron went off. He had like 50 points. It was something crazy. It was back when he was balling, balling, crazy. But then two days later, he didn't play. I think it was against the Spurs, and they lost. So I was like, so as much as you went off Mm. and that going off mattered, Mm. you didn't play two days later. And I believe they lost to the Spurs. Then I believe they lost to the Rockets. They may have gone back and won that game. This is months ago. I'm just doing this now, remembering this now. It was at that point, Shady, where I was like, do y'all care most about winning? Do y'all care most about getting yours? Slick said something in the pre-show meeting in response to you when you said, why don't you just play AD for some minutes? And Slick, what do you say in response to that? Why doesn't AD play some of the game, put him on a minute restriction? Well, it does mess up your averages. I actually, I didn't say that. Somebody else did. But to that point, when you play 15, 20 minutes, that's now going to hurt your overall numbers. And, and this can is we, the can this we take LeBron out of this? He's, he, for real quick. Okay. For this respect. Is, this he's is why I'm going to put him back in. He's 40 years old. He's playing 36 minutes I get a that. game. I get that. This we, is why I'm going to put him back in. Okay. This is why I'm going to put him back in. Because LeBron has been so good over the years at utilizing the energy and his minutes to the utmost efficiency. If, if they had a game in hand, he was out. He was going to sit. Since the last two years, since he's been chasing this all-time scoring record, when he has it going and when he was going for the scoring title last year, he's staying in when they're up 20 because he wants to get that average up. And I'm like, you're thir- to your point, yeah. you're 37, 38? Like, if it's about winning first and stats second, then you need to be conserving your energy for the most important times more than ever. Oh, go ahead, Joy. Go ahead, Joy. I just can't. I I hear you. And and in some ways, LeBron obviously obviously LeBron wanted this this record. Everybody would want it. Who would? But LeBron has been Superman his whole career. He's always available. He plays through everything. He takes huge hits. He gets fouled, and they don't get the calls anymore because he's mm-hmm. so big driving to mm-hmm. the rim. He's played how many? This, what season is this for him? 20. 20. 20. With all the extra games he's played yeah. in the playoffs and in the Olympics, he's played the equivalent of four extra seasons. So he's really on his 24th season of basketball when you account for all of the games that his body has been through. So – I'm giving LeBron a pass on whatever he wants to do. Absolutely. Anthony but Davis I, is I never too, available. And in this particular moment, he, at this particular moment when they need him, yeah. 
this is when he should be stepping I, up. It's fair. I, I'm, I'm, just not putting the same I, I'm just wondering if they serve the same point. Because if you do give LeBron a pass, no doubt about it, I give LeBron a pass too. I think he's the greatest basketball player, one of the top two of all time. But if AD is going to follow LeBron, and you are going to give LeBron a pass, that's fair. Just understand, the person we're giving a pass to, that 29-year-old about to turn 30, he's following too. No, no, no. He ain't following. following. No. No. I'm following. He almost put his own plan 36 minutes a game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm following. If LeBron goes He's 29 somewhere. years LeBron, old. where are you going? Can I come with you? Can I come with you? I'm following LeBron. LeBron's LeBron, earned the right going. to do that. <laughs> the Clippers have championship aspirations this season. Paul George was on J.J. Reddick's podcast and had an honest conversation about his role as a number two and if they want the best chances to win a title. Take a listen. I had to be honest to myself that, like, in order for me to win at the highest level or get to where I want to get to, I don't think I'm the, the one guy. I don't think like, I can. I can score with the best. I can, you know, take over games with the best. But I don't honestly think that's what my my game is if I want to win a championship. I don't think that's where my place is if I want to win a championship. I hate how this sounds. Like the, the athlete, the alpha in me hates how it sounds. The human empath, bigger picture thinker, fully get it. But Shady, you go first because I mean, you was the elite athlete. I, I just, uh, it, it sounded crazy for a while because I'm a competitor. You know, I'm sure guys like Michael Jordan heard this. They're like, what? You know, Tom Brady heard this, huh? So I get that part, but I get what he's saying. He's like, look, man. It, it's not me. I, I can't be the number one. Now, I can play. And I can score. That don't even sound right. But, but hear me out. He, he's saying, like, listen, for me to win a championship, I might need a guy like Kawhi Leonard, right? And, and you know, he could deal with all the main pressure. He could deal with all the number one mm-hmm. guy guarding, the one, number one defender, and I might get the number two defender. And, and I think he strives better as the number two is what he's saying. I mean, we've seen great players go through this. I think Dwayne Wade, now he didn't say that, but he also said something like, well, you know, for us to be a great, a better team, a, a greater team, you know, I passed it to LeBron James. You know, now it didn't sound like what he's it's saying. It sounds crazy. But, but I, I do get what he's trying to I say. I get it. I get it. I, I get, get it. it. But Joy, couldn't he? Have, I would never say that at all. <laughs> at all. But, but I get what he's I, saying. I, 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 you're yeah. That's cool that you said it. Couldn't he have said it though, Joy, without saying like I'm cool being a number two? Couldn't he have said I can't win a championship without another star? Yeah. But like, I'm, that whole number two thing. Like, if you a dog, be a dog. Then that was some real. Self-awareness is my favorite. Thank you. My favorite Thank quality you. in a human being. Ooh. I love somebody with self-awareness. I have a lot of self-awareness. That's why I talk about myself the way that I do. That was my whole rant about Aaron Rodgers earlier. Paul George is right. He's not number one, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know who's a number who is a number three and is a Hall of Famer because of it? Chris Bosch. He was an unbelievable player in Toronto. Went to Miami. He wasn't the number two. He certainly wasn't the number one. He was the number three, and he is a Hall of Famer. He has four straight finals appearances and two rings because of that. There are roles within organizations. There's even roles among stars. And in certain situations, with certain dynamics on certain teams, you got to be the number two. It doesn't make you any less of a player. It doesn't make you any less of a man. It doesn't make you any less of a competitor. In fact, it makes you better. Mm, it makes you less of a competitor. No, 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 no. Huh? It makes you less of a competitor. I'm sorry. If you want to compete for championships, it makes you more of a competitor. If you want to compete for individual accolades, if you want to get MVPs, if you want to put up numbers, then no. If you want to be the guy, if you want to be the man, sure. But if you want to win championships, he's right. Winning championships requires people to play their role at the highest level, whatever Mm -hmm. your role is. Mm -hmm. So he's saying my role isn't to be the number one guy. My role is to be the best number two. So it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good on the tongue. Okay. (laughs) But but, but the self-awareness for me. The toxicity on this side of the desk. The the self-awareness for me makes it better. Here's my thing, though, and and, and probably this is why. You can call it toxicity if you will, but again, I made it to the NFL. I was drafted. I wasn't as good as LaShawn McCoy, but I got there. Only reason I got there is because I believed with outrageous belief mm. that I could get there. Yeah. Like, it makes mm. no sense for me with mm. my dad being 5'9", mm. my mom being 5'8", mm. and being first-generation American, and my parents to football to them was something you kick that was black and white to make it to the NFL. Yeah. But I had to have some outrageous thoughts, got on YouTube, watched Ray Lewis clips, watched Derek Johnson clips, taught myself how to play the position, and I made it. I know it had to be hard to be the Eagles' all-time yeah. rushing leader. Man. I know that's not just something you think is going to happen. I just think, Slick Rick, you got to think a little outrageously to be outrageous. Yes. Well, you do, depending on how much 
natural talent and ability that you have. Sometimes the mentality of an athlete takes them to the next level. And what is difficult in hearing this, because I'm with you, and I was the same way. My confidence and belief in myself Exceeded, is, yep. is beyond what it should be, right? And yes. my kids, my two kids are like probably better athletes, and they don't think as outrageously as I do. I can't figure out where they came from. <laughs> the problem that I have with Paul George is we look at what his physical gifts are we look at his size and his ability, his talent, and we did the same thing with we did the same thing with Anthony Davis. It's why we take issue yep. with him not playing tonight. It's like, but dog, like you could be. We strong. see what you could be. Yes. Right. And you're saying, right. No, I'm not that. Yeah. And that I don't is. Be him. <laughs> that's like, oh, please give me all the ability that you have and that size and all that because man, I would take that and run with it. So I'm not mad at him yeah. for no, having I'm that. Adam, but am I disappointed because? The potential for greatness. He should be a number one. He should be a number one. He has talent. Uh, with, and without he had question, the he should to be, be a number one. one. He didn't have success at Dave, it. Exactly. Like, can you tell the guy whose athletic career peaked in freshman year of high school? Like, I don't, I don't identify with this in any way. Look. I think I'm good at a lot of things, but I enjoy, like, I like working with y'all. Y'all make me look better. That's what teams are about. And what is, like, the one of the biggest things that gets in the way of success in sports is ego. ego. Sure. Shaq and Kobe. And self-doubt. So, well, and okay, self-doubt. Okay, do you really this think? this isn't self-doubt. It's not, Paul George said on the podcast, and I believe him, like, he knows he can score with anybody. Like, he's one of the best basketball players in the world. Uh, but Wait. here's the distinction. He can score with the best of them. Again, I don't care about that. Can you lead my team to a championship? And what he's saying is, no, I can't. I can't, That's what I can't saying. do that. He, I can score all day long, teams, but I can't take you there. teams have people in this space. You are the one on the show, Emmanuel. Now, I'm a one-two. Shady's a one-two. We're all ones, right? <laughs> but you're the one-one on the yeah. show. When you're out, I slide in. But I don't do it every day. But you would never. You got too much dog in you, Joy, to say you're like, a two. Yeah. A two? Oh, 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 say, a two? You know, I don't want to be in a show if I can't be the two. I, like, I, that's, yeah. that's not true. Okay. I've been the two. I've been the three on shows. And they were all very, very successful. Didn't you y'all have just to play roles in order but, to win? We did a segment this situation. week. But here's, oh, he here's has the, the talent. He's had, but hold up, hold up. Let's, let's, Paul George is, is the real deal. He has the, the, the potential, the talent to be a one. He was a one, and it didn't I, lead I, to I mean, but no, no, Would you think Marvin if he was losing in five games in the first round well, of playoffs they, they, every they're, year? They've been losing. they still been they losing. they still been losing. Maverick's still been. Yep, 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 I still, I applaud the self-awareness. We got to go to break. We got to go to break. We got to go to break. You camera follow me because they talking. They talking. They talking. Okay. Go ahead, number one. Come over here. Look, Joy, see that thing. Don't let Joy lie to you. Don't let Joy lie to you. Joy, you one, too. Don't let her lie to you. More speak when we return. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, though. Like, I'm wild. Like, you don't, I don't want the pressure. <laughs> no, I get it, though. I, I <laughs> okay, welcome back, Speak. Before the show, we had a very interesting conversation. If you're about to get into a fight, what's your walk-up music? I'm You mega Can't fight. Stop. Uh, what, a mega fight? Mega fight. Mega, mega you know, fight. Walkout music. Walkout music for a mega fight. My song, You Can't Stop Me. Andy Mineo, Shady, what was Let yours? Go last. Oh, okay. Skim and Shady. That was a little teaser, though, if you caught on it. Dave Hillman. Simon says, I've, been, I've, kn- I've known this, Pharaoh Mach, for, for years. I've known <laughs> this for years. I thought, I thought about this more I thought than about I this. I was, I was, I was ready. I was ready. Okay, where you at? Stay ready. You got to get ready if you stay ready. Exactly. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, backseat freestyle. See, I was surprised it wasn't hit him up. Hit him up is is one of my favorite songs. Very aggressive. But, you know... You could just win. You could win finesse with backseat freestyle. Like if you play hit him up, you gotta. You gotta. Yeah, it's gotta be no. No Drake. I'll leave. Don't. Don't. No Drake. Slick. What's your answer? Because I'll tell y'all his first answer for. If you're you're thinking about kicking somebody's ass. Oh, nice nice language. And then you're thinking about what my walk-up song is gonna be. Oh. I don't think you're going to be kicking anybody's ass. That's just my Oh! <laughs> no drink. Next yeah, level thing. Lose yourself. Lose, Lose yourself. yourself. Uh, where you at, 2-5? DMX. DMX, which one, though? DMX, Rough Rider Anthem. Now, what was your first? Uh, <laughs> forever. Forever. Said, by Drake. No Drake. Where my dogs at? Drake's not allowed at the oh, boxing oh, match. Yo, no, yo, DMX and oh, Drake match are two together, man. <laughs> I love it. Yo, that's it for us. Thanks for hanging. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> 